0: This is not good. The whole baby formula thing, of course, included in my top takeaways today. I mean, seriously, at any point in your life, did you think that we would be seeking foreign sources of baby formula? Things have gotten crazy for sure. And as I I paid homage to, if you have ever engaged in food storage, you're probably the person that would go, Yeah, not so crazy now, am I? Right? But otherwise, I think. Nobody else saw baby formula? Really? So what goes on here? What's what's going to happen from here? Joining us once again, a man who knows a thing or two, former FDA associate commissioner and the co-founder of the Center for Medicine the Public Interest, Peter Pitts, joining us. And boy, Peter, this one is a mess.
1: It, it sure is. Well, I guess, you know, the, the important thing to say up front is that the FDA – did the right thing by shuttering this facility. It was unsafe, producing low-quality product. The only thing worse than shortages are sub-quality baby formula on retail shelves. So that was good good point for the FDA. The bad news is that this plant that they closed was, represents about 48% of U.S. baby formula supply. So, you know, we didn't need a mind reader, as the president said, to uh, anticipate shortages, and, and not enough was done, and not enough was done early.
0: And to that end, and obviously having served with the FDA, should the FDA, as soon as they took that facility offline, have run the alarm, alarm bells saying, hey, uh, we better come up with a plan here quick?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they should have reached out to pediatricians to let them know this was coming and enlist their help in educating patients. They should have reached out to retailers to avoid panic buying and hoarding. And most importantly, they should, they should have developed an aggressive Education campaign to parents because let's face it, when you have young babies at home, you're on the razor's edge anyway. And you know, being kept in the dark only makes things worse. I think one of the key lessons unlearned, obviously, from COVID-19 is that when you become transparent and truthful and proactive about what's really happening, people trust you. And that's just a missed opportunity for the FDA.
0: And we're, this is happening at a time where there's already obviously increased scrutiny and skepticism involving a lot of our federal agencies as well, specific to some of the handling policy messaging uh, around COVID. I'm sure this type of situation doesn't help any. So you, you take a look at the FDA's role in this. Um, independent of it, I've seen, and I think this came up in some of the um, the testimony in the and uh, the questioning before Congress earlier this week, Word was this particular facility was on the brink for a long time. In other words, this wasn't just like, you know, you had, you know, federal officials that showed up one day and they're like, oh, this is bad. We got to do something. It was heading in that direction. So it looks like there'd be, you know, problems associated with Abbott. But also, from a federal regu- regulatory standpoint, if something is trending in a bad direction, should more have been done before they got to the point of shutting it down?
1: Uh, the answer to that is, is absolutely yes, and you know, a lot of us have, been felt, have felt like Cassandra's out there. We've been talking about the FDA to have more resources to do more regular and more robust and more surprise inspections. You don't want to wait until a crisis to address it. I think that had the FDA been more proactive in this plant and recognizing the problems, then it could have helped the company to mitigate them and not close the plant, and we could have avoided these shortages. But, but as it were, I hope that when the next set of hearings happen, which are this coming Thursday, we're... They will be, uh, you know, grilling the uh, the heads of Abbott and other manufacturers. I hope that Abbott recognizes that the fish stinks from the head down, and that the solution isn't to fire low-level people, but really to look to where the corporate culture of non-compliance exists. And I think heads will roll.
0: It's a good um, it's a good takeaway. There, we're speaking to Peter Pitts. He is a former FDA associate commissioner co-founder, Center for Medicine in the Public Interest. And so one of the interesting things is, okay, now that we are seeking foreign sources of baby formula that meet our standards all the way to Switzerland, got me to thinking, I mean, there's a lot of baby formula between here and there, a lot of countries between here and Switzerland. What is it that makes other baby formula in many other countries unacceptable by our standards?
1: Well, first of all, you know, baby formula is a consolidated business, which means only a few manufacturers make it. And that's as true in the U.S. as it is all around the world. So there's not some secret depot of baby formula deep in the mountains of Switzerland waiting for us to send an aircraft <laughs> to pick it up. In fact, in fact, yesterday during the congressional hearings, uh, Commissioner Calif of the FDA said that baby formula from foreign sources hasn't even been identified yet. Maybe it's not Europe. It could even come from places like China. He said that. Well, wow. so, you know, when the president says that he's going to send planes to Europe to get baby formula, it's it's foolish political theater. That's not going to solve the problem. And I think it's insulting to American parents.
0: Well, that's interesting, for sure, because, yeah, I mean, we were put under the impression that there was something specific about these standards over in Switzerland. So it may not even come to be how how soon I mean, we're hearing the Abbott facility can be back online two, three weeks, what have you. Uh, your level of confidence about that and and what the ramp up period might look like
1: well the ramp up period is starting right now i think that you know it'll you can't just flip the switch and it goes you know from 0 to 60 in 60 seconds
0: you know it it'll,
1: it'll take uh, you know four weeks for the plant to really get back up and running and probably another four weeks after that for supply to replenish the supply chain so i think that american parents are still looking at spot shortages for four six eight weeks and uh you know they've got to be i think the government needs to be honest about that there's no magic solution here
0: professor pitts always a pleasure thank you for the insight my pleasure thank you yeah that is again peter pitts he is the former fda associate commissioner but also the uh, co-founder for the center for medicine in the public interest